We used to be cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey guys, welcome back to We Used to Be Cool, a podcast for moms. We're so excited about episode four, and we're here tonight with um, one of our friends and just someone that we really look up to as a mom and as a Christ follower and just as a person, um, Emily Jennings, and she's our first phone interview. So Emily, hopefully you can hear us. It sounds good to me. I can't even believe that my kids thought I was going somewhere. You know, I was like, no, I'm going to do this on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad you're here. So if you want to start and just kind of tell us um, who you are, where you live and kind of your kids' ages and where they're at in life right now. Okay, uh, so my name is Emily. I'm married to Jody, and we've been married 23 years, which um, is crazy. Like, we're at the point where we've been together longer than we were, you know, like with our families before we got married. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he used to have hair, and now he has no hair, but everybody <laughs> else has hair. He says he gave it to the kids. Um, and then we have five kids. Silas is 20. Um Hattie is 18. Luke is 17. He wanted me to let you guys know that if you need another guest, he would be very willing to be a guest on the podcast. I said, it's for moms. And he said, I have a lot of experience with moms. Um, And then Millie is 14 and Ada is 11. And we just moved to the Charleston, South Carolina area. So before that, we had lived in the upstate of South Carolina for like 15 years. And so this is all very, very new, and we're all, all in a huge learning, like, situation. Everybody, Millie started high school, Ada started middle school, Luke is actually working a job, Hattie started college at the University of South Carolina, Silas moved to Georgia, and he's working at a, like, doing an apprenticeship. But the crazy thing is, when I met you guys, I only had Silas, (laughs) and I think I was pregnant with with Hattie when I met you guys and um it is just wild that probably probably you guys are about the age that my younger two girls are now when I met you <laughs> that's yeah, so true exactly that's, true. that's so yeah, crazy it's, it is it's so insane and your family is just someone that we think is just so cool we really do just love you guys <laughs> and we just think that you've raise such great kids and that's really why we wanted to have you on to just kind of learn from you and gain some insight into things we can do with our babies that you obviously did and did well um well you guys saw a lot of that I mean like I'm sure you remember like the night I went into labor then you came and stayed with Silas because it was a really weird time you know for all of us we were living overseas and your family really like drew me in in a way that I thought I was going to be alone. I thought, you know, hopefully Jody's going to make it for this birth. And cause he was in Uganda, we were in Kenya, but um, your family really let us be a part of everything you guys were doing. And we ate dinner with you every night and we <laughs> the Silas played with Jesse every day. I mean, it was, Aww. it was the best. It was a time that I just, I look back and say, I, I needed that so desperately. And your mom was so instrumental in that of just like, being like, hey, yeah, join what we're doing. Just, you know, come on in. And it was, uh, it really helped me formulate a lot of what, uh, of just what I've done with our family of the more the merrier. Your mom did that. And I was like, okay, that works. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's so awesome. And I can tell just on, I mean, talking to you, but also just on your online presence, just how you're so welcoming. And I know Jody worked um, at, North Greenville University and it looked like y'all always had like college students and young couples and just people at your house even though you already have five kids of your own you were just constantly ministering to them and reaching out to them at least that's the way it seems well what's a few more I mean at that point right I mean (laughs) (laughs) one one or two more at the table no big deal (laughs) did you guys always want to have five kids or how did that did you have like a dream of having a big family or was it just kind of like each kid was a each kid was a surprise, you know, each kid was it like, we really didn't plan any of them. And I don't know, I, I'm not one of those that 
thought, oh, I definitely want to be a mom. But then as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this, I think I'm kind of good at this. But once Ada was born, I told Jody, I'm like, now this is it. This five <laughs> is, that is it. Like, she's, she's still wild. She's amazing. And she's hilarious. But, like, <laughs> you don't know. She could be up on top of the water tower and, you know, somebody tells. It's just when she was little one time, like, the guys on the university campus um, brought her over, walked her back to me across the street and said she was just in this house where they were doing construction talking to them. And she was like four. I don't even know. So I said, she has got to be the caboose. The end of this train is Ada. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's so cute. We were talking about but, that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I do just think it is, it is something I learned. I mean, your mom and some others always said like, you can make a little extra food and what's the big deal. And I think moving here was really hard for me because all of a sudden I don't know anybody and we don't have a church and we don't, we're not living on a college campus. And I really struggle with that. My kid, two of my kids aren't living here. And, um, and then Millie met this little girl up the road and she ate dinner with us twice last week. She's in high school. I say little girl, she's probably 15. (laughs) And And she ate and I said, oh, okay, so I can just start, you know, finding random people in my neighborhood and having them over. So that was really, that was really good. It felt felt really good to have her in the house. That's That's so so sweet. sweet. What part of Charleston do y'all live in? Like what part of the area? Monk's Corner, which is super funny because my brother-in-law is actually from Monk's Corner. And um, so my girls are going to the school that he went to and. Um, I didn't know if I would like it, but it's a really, it's a really cute town and a really good location. We're about like 40 minutes from the beach. Oh, cool. So not bad. It's it's great. It, I really like it. That's so good. We were um, earlier today talking about just transition and how hard it is. And also the, just to yeah. encourage you, and I know you already know this because you've moved a few times, but like our family, we moved so much and I mean, all the time it felt like we were moving changing transitioning and the thing about it and one reason I think our family so close still and talk every day is because you kind of only have each other like that's the only constant is each other and so I think sometimes moving as hard as it is it's like and so for anyone else listening to who's kind of in transition like when you do have to move I just feel like it really the one benefit is that you it makes your family go closer to each other, yeah, especially the That's siblings. That's actually really good. I haven't thought about that with this move, but when I was a teenager, that is when I became so close to my sister, and I have loved watching you guys get to like be sisters and best friends, and I have that with my sister, and it it's the best. Like sisters make the best friends, and mm-hmm. yeah, when we moved, that is when that kind of switched over for us, and. We've never been the same since. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And it really is like, that's what you want more than anything is that closeness. We actually just, um, I texted you about this earlier, but Hannah and I recently at our church read Andy Stanley's and Sandra Stanley, their book, it's called Parenting. And in that he talks about like having a North Star um, as far as like a guide to Kind of what did how do you put your like goal your parent your number one parenting goal what are your parenting towards Uh and And what did he what was theirs like what did some people what were some suggestions so his and they honestly they were like this we're going to give you ours and we highly suggest you use ours and so um, (laughs) but theirs is just parenting with the relationship in mind so their number one goal was for their kids to grow up and want to be together when they didn't have to be (laughs) so just like that's that's what his Mm -hmm. wife's family had like when they were young like they were on their way they had their first baby and they were on their way to Hilton Head actually for vacation with his fam with her family and they were just talking about it and like her brother wasn't going to be there and they were FaceTiming him in or not FaceTiming obviously back then, but calling him and like, they just always wanted to be together and they just had that sibling closeness that we're talking about and also loved being with their parents. And that was their number one goal. Yeah. And I love that. And I've definitely like taken that into like, I don't know, into my parenting goals as well. And and I loved that too, because you think like, someone like Andy Stanley, whose dad is Charles Stanley in the Christian circles, like I'm sure his number one goal is that all of his kids are strong Christ followers. And like, you know what I mean? And, and I think of course that's what he wants for his kids, but that he didn't make that his 
number one priority. He kept their relationship as the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. And he just talks again about like a not sacrificing that relationship. If their beliefs shift from mine, my relationship with them is still my priority. Um, yeah. and it was just, it was just really cool. It was a great book. We recommend it to truly everyone. Oh, it's that's amazing. Good. But yeah, I think that it's, it is important because I mean, just like you're alluding to, like every kid is different, right? Like every kid is going to need to be disciplined differently and encouraged differently. And, and so to find a goal that kind of is still one of those things that can draw that, those differences together. And I think for me and Jody we just realized, okay, we need, like, yes, I want my kids, I want them to be friends for sure. But I think ultimately, I want them to succeed in whatever they do, because they see that this is kind of like what I'm created to do. And not like, like, if you want to be, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to be a garbage man, if you want to be, Luke at one point used to say he wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, that's great. (laughs) Like, all of these, like, you don't have to even stick with one vocation but whatever you are doing you do it with everything you have so whether that is you know your schoolwork or um you know the people you're friends with so for us it's just been a thing of like hey whatever we're doing we're going to give it our all and it's just it's for the purpose that you can kind of figure out who you are and what you're what you like and so silas for a while like during covid he worked at a restaurant and he did it was amazing. It was great to see him work and he worked hard and basically he decided, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work in a restaurant for the rest of my life. It's hard work. And every, it's hard work and you come home still smelling disgusting, but <laughs> he decided that he didn't want to do that. Although they would still hire him in the blink of an eye. They said he was the best worker. And, but I think that's part of the goal too, right? Like try different things and it's okay if that's not what you want to do. What is not okay is like floundering and not doing anything because that nobody's ever satisfied with themselves. If you're not like always trying to see where do I sit in this life as a person, as a human, as a citizen, all of those things. For sure. That's so good. Yeah. Like Hattie, she really wanted to be a cheerleader and I really did not want her to be a cheerleader, but I was like, okay, okay. You know, I'll, I'll call (laughs) the coach and, the day I called the coach, because in South Carolina in seventh grade, you can join a high school team or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll call. And um, the lady said, oh, we just finished tryout. Sorry, you missed it. And I, and she was so disappointed. And I, I was sad then. I'm so sorry, Hattie. Let's try cross country. And she was like, okay, fine. She just wanted to do something. And now she's running cross country for the University of South Carolina. It's wow. amazing. And, I, and I look back and I'm like, okay, I didn't plan that. She didn't plan that. But like, we just kind of, you know, took what we didn't like, what the outcome that wasn't what we hoped for. And we found something else and it ended up being even better. So she's right. got three Kenyans on her team. And it's, oh just, my gosh, that's it's, so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. It's amazing. And she'll, ne- and that's just such a testament, like that she'll remember that, like this door was yeah. shut and another one yeah. that was even better was there for me because that's, because God loves me yeah. and wants what's best for me. And like, I just think that's exactly amazing. Yeah. It's been really cool to see and to be able to, I know we can't always look back on our life and see kind of like the way God got us where, where we ended up, but mm-hmm. sometimes we can Mm-hmm. And when it, when he does let us see that it's really beautiful. And it really is like, again, like you said, a testament of God's faithfulness in our life. He cares. He cares about every detail. I was reading about um, Hagar and how, you know, she was in the most awful situation. She had no choice uh, to be Abraham's wife, to be, to have that baby and then to be cast out. And she's all alone. And she's actually the first person, not even woman. She's the first person to name, to give God a name. And she says, you are the God who sees. And I just think about that so much. Like he is the God who sees us when we're in a crappy situation or we're in a good situation. When we think, you know, I can't see a way out of this. He does. He sees us in every situation. And that's really kind of what I've tried to teach each of my kids. He sees you. He knows you. He cares about what you care about. Mm. Yes. And yeah, that's, so that's not always easy. No, and I think so many moms need to hear that too <laughs> right now, yeah. especially especially yeah. moms of young kids. It just can be really 
tiring and taxing and feel like that's all that you mm-hmm. have going on and that's all your only yeah. thing and it's like yeah if, and I just was thinking about um and if you don't care I was just gonna read um when you when you found out that I was staying home with my kids you sent me the nicest okay. message <laughs> and so Emily messaged me the day I posted about staying home and she said um I know that it's a difficult decision and there are going to be so many days that you're going to feel like it was not the right decision but my kids are all doing so well and they are so well adjusted and so loved by their friends. And the Lord just t- continues to remind me it's because I gave my life so that they could be great people. And I just mm, think so that's sweet. so sweet. And I think that like not everybody is a stay at home mom or can be a stay at home mom. But I think right. that no matter where you're at, if you are a working mom or you're part time or whatever, you're giving yourself for right. your kids. And so I would just love to hear like, in, in hindsight is 2020, but like maybe how you felt in that phase. And like, maybe if there were some, some things that worked really well for your family during that time that you feel like, you know, routine structures, that kind of stuff, or like anything that would just encourage moms in that same kind of phase of life. Okay. That's really good. And I will say that like, obviously phases change, right. And seasons come and go. Um, I found myself like ready to go back to work a couple years ago. And, and then that came with its own difficulty. So mm-hmm. really, it's it's not that one or the other is easy. Okay, super funny. You know, it's not like breastfeeding or bottle feeding one or the other. You know, fed right. is best. I read the funniest meme today that said, <laughs> but did you see it? it said fed is best. I whispered to myself as I went to the McDonald's drive through instead of the grocery store. Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, it's not like there's always a black or white thing, like staying at home or working and, right. you know, whatever. But, um, but for us, it was part of the reason was it's once you have more than two kids, it's daycare is not affordable, even part-time preschool. Like it is just crazy mm-hmm. the expense. So, um, so for us just basically financially, it made the most sense, but also because of Jody's job, you know, we could go and it didn't matter. We could go and do what he was doing. So I do think it's funny because I am kind of a routine person. I, I'm a five on the Enneagram. So I'm like a, do not surprise me. Do not like, like I, I, that stresses me out. Like I want to know at least like what kind of shoes should I wear, you know? And, um, <laughs> like, and is, where's the door? You know, like I like to go in separate cars with Jody so I can leave when I'm ready. Cause he's a seven and he's never ready to leave. And I think it's, you know, you know, I mean, he's, he thinks he's got to be the last person to leave, whatever it is. And I am like, I'll meet you at home or I'll be sitting in the car. No big deal. Right. So with kids, I realized like you cannot, you cannot predict you, you really like, you think you've got them on a schedule and then everything changes. So I had to figure out how can I, for my own sanity, do some things that are predictable. And so for me, the other thing about me is like, and I know, I know we all care about sleep, but I'm a very grumpy person. Like if I don't get six to eight hours of sleep, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm not functional. So I really, I still prioritize sleep for everybody in my house. Well, now it's more of a thing of like, fine, you guys can stay up. I'm going to bed. But when they, when they were little, I, and everybody's different. And so like at one point, Silas, just didn't need to nap, but I did. And so I was like, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm still like, I'm a, I'm a pretty much daily napper, even when I was working full time, which right now I'm, I'm not, but even I would come home or I would have a cot in my office (laughs) and I would take, (laughs) Jody bought me a cot one time. So I would have a little nap in my office. So when my kids were little, I was like, all right, I've got, I have got to prioritize some sort of schedule, especially for sleeping. And um, I read, I, I don't know if I would say I totally recommend, you know, the baby wise and the, um, I think they call it growing kids God's way. It's kind of weird, some weird stuff, but the way that they lay out how to schedule different things helped me so much because I didn't know how to do that. Like I didn't know how to, you can't convince a three-year-old no. that it's nap time. And I don't think know? anyone knows how to do it at first. It's like the mystery. It's so hard. It's like. It is so oh. hard. And, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, again, I'm a five. So I'm going to use my reason. Like, hey, Silas, 
you've got to take a nap because I have to take a nap. And so, you know, and like, <laughs> so I would, so that helped me to try to figure out, okay, if he's not going to sleep, then what is the option? So I would, I would always give my kids options. Now I gave them options like they thought they had options. So the options would be like, you can stay on your bed and you can read these books or look at these books or you can play with these Legos, but you have to stay on your bed. And so he felt like he had a couple of choices, yeah. right? When it came to dinner, when it came to dinner time, I would say, well, um, you can have either broccoli or carrots, but you have to pick one. And so like that gave me, I knew they were going to have vegetables. They thought they were in control of which one they were going to have. That's you really know? good. That's so That's good. Really well, good. it doesn't always work. Okay. But <laughs> it, <laughs> but it helped me because I felt like, okay, at least like, I mean, again, eating healthy is very important to me. And so I just give up right now. Millie is a vegetarian. I say right now, it's been like a little more than a year. Wow. She seems to be sticking. She's sticking with it. But I'm like, it doesn't mean if we're having, you know, chicken and rice that you're going to have rice and chips. You know, she loves potato <laughs> chips. You know? You're not, you're not going to substitute. You don't get to pick the substitute. So <laughs> even now I give them options, but you don't have to have the chicken, but you're having black beans or whatever. So that right. has helped me a lot. I think just throughout the years of saying, I guess I'm a control freak. Like, how can I control this? But you feel like you're controlling it. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good hack. That's smart. I love that. And I was actually, I wanted to talk, we were eating dinner tonight and I was like, I'm going to ask Emily what she did about this because our struggle right now and Hannah's family, we're, we're really similar in that like, we have these high hopes for what we thought dinner was going to look like. Like we're all going to sit oh, down yeah. at the table and we're all going to say the blessing and we're going to talk about our days and everyone's going to eat whatever <laughs> I cooked. And it's going to just be this nice, pleasant time oh, of the day. Yeah. And right. now yeah. like Murphy and Moses tonight ate hot dogs and apple slices. Sunny ate spaghetti. <laughs> I ate leftover fajitas standing at the kitchen counter. The boys sat at the table watching Spider-Man while we ate. Like it was like <laughs> chaos. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, oh. well, everyone ate and yep. that is best. I'm going to make it to my recording <laughs> on time. And you know, but I did think like, I do want to prioritize family dinner. So at these ages, my kids are four, two and one. Do you feel like yeah. you were already doing that? Like we're all sitting down together or was that like a later thing? And if it was like either one, how did you kind of get into that routine without kind of going okay. crazy? That's, that's so good. I do think part of it depends on like every, but like when dad comes home, right. Or as mm -hmm. they get older practice, that really threw me for a loop. Like, you know, I had to wait for them to get off practice before they were driving and that kind of thing. So I try to hold that loosely also in that I'm not going to say it's a giant failure if we didn't all sit down and eat every single night this week. So I would make it a goal to be like, okay, let's So like when Jody was um, preaching every Thursday night at North Greenville, I was trying to make sure that we had dinner together before he went. Well, he was super distracted and then the kids are, you know, kids at the table. And so we decided, okay, let's go eat in the dining hall on Thursdays. And so we just made that kind of part of our routine and it helped him because he didn't feel like I was, I had the pressure of cooking, cleaning and taking care of the kids. We were there at the dining hall together. And so we did that every Thursday for like 15 years. I don't even know. Wow. And, and so, you know, everybody doesn't have that option, but to kind of figure out what works for us right now and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when, now I'm not a big, like, I don't know. Oh, that's not true. I do make up rules. Like I was going to say, I'm not, a, I make up rules. I'm like, Hey guys, we don't, you know, we're not, but I used to say like, okay, we're not, you can't bring your book at the table. I'm not silent. Remember he would just like read all the time. Like, no, there's a notebook rule at the table. We're not having, now it's phones, right? Now it's like, no, we're not going to be on our phones at the table. Sometimes it's Luke. I have to say there's no singing at the table. And he's like, what? But like, he just like, he's so loud. And so sometimes I just have to like make up rules, but um, I do think that you, again, have to look at that as seasonal also, right? Like, yeah. it's okay if when my kids were all playing soccer and you guys played soccer, I would just pack picnic lunches, right? P picnic dinner. Mm. And, and we would either eat it in the car on the way or 
some eat it in the car and some eat it while we're watching practice, but that's okay too. Like, again, like that is best. Like we're just like trying to get everybody <laughs> has eaten today. And right. so, but I do, there is something about sitting at the table. And for me and Jody, we just kind of embrace the chaos. Like we do sing at the table and we do, you know, like if, if a friend is there, yes, a friend can eat with us. Like it's, I just want that to be a place that is like, this is a good place. This is not a place where you have to sit up straight. And now, I, you know, please don't put your Ada, please don't put the food you don't want on my plate. Like your food <laughs> has to stay on your plate. She's still, she's 11 and she still did it the other day. I'm like, no, nobody wants your not eating food. Like, so it is still chaos. It is still chaos at my house, but it, I look back and it is like, it's my favorite when everybody's at the table, when it's, when we have guests, Anna, we had a big farmhouse table and when we got to this house, it didn't fit. It was Aww. just, it was sad. And Jody sold it. He loves to sell stuff on Facebook marketplace. And I had a friend say, don't sell the table. That's so important. And I said, no, it's the people at the table that are important. It's not the table. Right. For so sure. I have a new table. It's fine. Like, but it is a thing of, <laughs> I don't know. It, it changes, but I think it is, some of the best memories, right? Some of mm. the best times you have is, is the chaos at the table, but it is chaos. And I know you guys are at a stage when dinner's over the next day, there's still probably stuff on the table from dinner. I mean, <laughs> it's not <laughs> very, totally. very often. I would be like, there's still rice from two days ago on this table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so good. I just feel like so many people, and and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Hannah and I, like, there's pressure from, from social media and from other things, but just making you think, like, that you have to do things a certain way, and I think it's nice to just yeah. hear that, like, just do what works for you. Like, it's what's yes. working for your family right now and the stage that you're yep. in, and just... Yep. It's not forever, and it's not if That's you right. don't you're not eating dinner all at the table every single night. It doesn't mean your kids are gonna, you know, grow no, up to not at all hate their own families or something. <laughs> I don't know. You not just at get, all. Yeah. And even Jody, his family always they would get their food and go sit in front of the TV on TV trays, and <laughs> I I don't want to do that, but I certainly think my husband is one of the coolest people I know. He's funny. He's well adjusted. It's not that he can't have a conversation. And they ate in front of the TV. So right. you're not going to ruin it. Yeah. No. Yeah, not at all. That's good. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> when still the really boiling. love the TV tray. And I'm like, I hate those things. But you love <laughs> I'm going to remember that when my boys are watching Spider-Man and eating their dinner tomorrow night. That they're going to be just like <laughs> yep. Jody. It's going to be fine. They're going to turn hey, out great. If they turn out like Jody, the world will be a better place. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh. Um, so go ahead. now when you guys are, I mean, so you have like, when you guys get together, I think about this with my sister, is it, do you guys like all being together or is it like, is that too much? Because I also think sometimes some of the best things are just being with cousins and being with grandparents, but in small doses sometimes, right? Like when they're little, it's like my sister and I realized 24 hours is about the max of <laughs> Yeah. you know, togetherness. Well, we never have to spend 24 hours together because we live in the same town. <laughs> that's true. That's but true. we do love being together. And I think when the cousins are, it is chaotic, but it's also a, our dream life. I mean, even when we were little, we like to yeah. play baby dolls and pretend we were moms yes. and stuff like that. So it's so much fun. And our kids are all stair step four, three, two, one, and almost wow. one. So it's like, wow. It's crazy and loud, but it's so fun. And I just, I don't know. I love all of your stories about your family because I just think it's so sweet. And I'm just like, that's how oh. our kids are going to be. It's yep, so fun exactly. and chaotic, but it's all just making memories. And then your family is, is going to be like ours is now with my, like my mom's family where now your grandkids will be over at your house and like the chaos will not I end. I know. <laughs> it will just it, be. I'm, and I love it. I'm here for it. Like I, I think, I think I've realized I, I don't. I thrive in chaos. Like I can, I, I kind of like view it as, okay, how can I fix this issue right here, right now? You know? And mm -hmm. I don't know. I like that. And my sister and I, for a long time, it was like too much. And now it's absolutely the best. Like they all just kind of disappear and do their own thing. And I mean, they've gotten into some 
big, big trouble also, but they <laughs> <laughs> like disappearing. And then we're having to like go on my 360 to find them and you know, whatever. But, but they have their own memories and they love each other. And they say that my cousins are my best friends and we're going to go to the Taylor Swift movie, you know, movie event or whatever <laughs> with Holly and Abby and the girls are so excited. And I'm like, Holly, do I have to dress up? Because I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so good. I'm so happy that like yeah. our kids are going to have that with each other. It's the best. Yeah. We're it's really the excited. Best. Yeah. Um, wow. You just said they got into trouble. So this is a good segue into like discipline <laughs> strategies or just like things that, especially our kids ages right now, it's so tough, but like we said, four, three, yeah. two, one. And so, you mm-hmm. know, toddlers and they're boys and they're wild. Yeah. And so I just wonder like if you had any strategies or just things that really worked maybe for your boys that wouldn't work for your girls or yeah. things that worked really well for girls and not for boys or just anything that popped into your head. Okay. The first thing that popped into my head is I remember um, Jody, I think he had some class in seminary. And so we were talking about it and it really helped us. This one thing they said, instead of saying to your, let's say two-year-old, like uh, they climb up on the table, get off the table, you're going to fall, which is your tendency, right? Like you want to like, like you freak out before you even think about it. But to think like to approach it like this and we use <laughs> it was so silly, but it really worked. <laughs> Whoa, you are such a good climber. Let's get down right now because we really don't want feet on the table or whatever it was. <laughs> like to to say positive things first instead of what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like um oh, like one time Hattie came home with that fitness grand that they get in elementary school and she's She's tiny. She still is tiny. She was tiny from the get-go. And she was so upset because it said that she was extremely lean or something. And the kids were making fun of her. It was it was so dumb. And she was crying. And they're calling me, whatever. And we were like, Hattie, Jody took that paper. He ripped it into pieces. And he said, I don't care what that paper says. And so it's kind of like a thing of like realizing, how can I help them see that that who you are matters the most, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what you're doing might not be appropriate, but, okay, like, so Luke, again, like, he got suspended from school last year because he had, like, infractions, and one was, they had the elf on the shelf at the high school. Oh, my so gosh. Good. And he and he took it and put it hugging the urinal, and, <laughs> you know, and, and they got it on video, and he had, like, several things like that. Okay. So the principal keeps calling me and I told him, if the principal calls me again, I'm going to lose it, Luke. I don't want to talk to that guy anymore. Please (laughs) just do the right thing so I don't have to talk. Well, then the guy calls me again. He says he's going to be suspended for three days. And I said, can can you keep him there and make him do something? Because if you send him home, he wins. You know, like, why? Why are you sending him home? I don't know what to do. I mean, (laughs) We don't do elf on the shelf, you know, but (laughs) I, I think that what we realized, I also don't ever punish twice. So like he got suspended. I'm not going to also do something at home because that's stupid. Like I'm I'm not, he already had a consequence and now, but I will tell you this, Jody really had this down to a science that also could be frustrating because it usually happened like at dinner time. And what he would do is, take the kid who was causing the problems or having whatever and take them to a room. And he had these heart to heart conversations that would be so long. And I'm like, (laughs) what could possibly be going on in that room with him and a two year old, you know, but they come out. And so what he would usually do, because I would ask him, I was like, what are you talking about in there? And he would say, well, I would say to them, you know, what, what, why are we in here? And if they couldn't express that, then he's going to say, we're in here because you, you know, punched your brother. And well, why, why did you punch your brother? Well, he blah, blah. So he's, we were just very conversational. Okay. About what, what, even when they were little, here's what you did. And here's the consequence. And so for us, we did spank and Jody, but Jody would say, so you're going to get two spankings. And it also helped because he never would give them, he wouldn't just like bam, 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 like, you know, pop them on the bottom. He had this conversation and they knew what to expect. Mm. 
And that helped me because I would tend to respond in anger, but I'm like, no, if that's the way he's set this up, then I would be like, I wanted to be like, you're going to get 10 spankings. No, no, no. Like, (laughs) okay, you're going to get two spankings, you know? (laughs) Right. So we just would have these conversations and then, okay. So like my boys, I'm sure you guys saw at Christmas, we went, me and Jody went to pick something up because we can leave our kids alone now. I thought, and <laughs> oh, wait, yes, I and, do know what you're about to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ada calls me and she's like, um, mom, the boys are fighting and Millie's crying. Millie's like super sensitive. So I can hear Millie just <laughs> weeping in the background. And I'm like, we're, we're almost there. Hang on. And we walk in and Luke walks up to us and there's just blood pouring down his face. Oh my God. And Silas is like slumped, like his shoulders slumped. Like, you know, I, I, I can't believe this happened. And my first reaction was like, what, what happened? And Jody's like, hang on, hang on. He's very, very calm. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, it's going to be okay. I'm like, this is not okay. This is not, it's the day after Christmas. I'm like, get in the car, Luke. We're going to the emergency room because his eyebrow was like <gasps> hanging down. Oh my gosh. And, and, and Luke, uh, he's, he's like, it's okay, mom. I'm like, no, it's not okay. Get in the car. And then Silas goes, what do you want me to do? And I said, we were getting ready to go clean our Airbnb. I'm like, get the mop and go with dad. Cause I'm going to go mop the, the floor. And he turns to go and Jody goes, did you see his hand? And I was like, oh my gosh, Silas. And his hand was like, swollen so silas had punched luke in the face oh and i had to take them both to the emergency room and then i'm thinking like i'm i'm mad and then i'm upset but also they already they have a major consequence luke had stitches and silas had a cast right so (laughs) there was nothing else i needed to do they have like that has changed everything they get along now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> like it was terrible, but it, they worked it out. And I think part of it is I look back and I say, okay, obviously it, we, we don't hunt each other. Like that's the first time we've ever seen blood, you know, yeah. but, but it is a thing of, okay, how do we deal with this? How do we love each other? How do we forgive each other? And, and the, it broke my heart. Luke looked at Silas and goes, I didn't mean those things I said. And Silas said, I didn't mean it either, buddy. And I was like, Aww. oh my gosh, what happened? And they never really said, they never told me what they had said, but they must have said some very mean things. But in the middle of all that, they they worked it out. And I think that that's kind of the end goal, right? Like For sure. to help our kids see when they're little, you can't just act every way you want to because it affects other people. How can I help you see? Okay, here was the other thing. Childish behavior, that's excusable. Like, you're two years old, you can act like a Mm two-year-old. But you can't do some of these things that we've said as a family, that's not what we're going to do. You can't say things like that. Like, we don't say, I hate you. Mm -hmm. And so the first time that came out of one of the kids' mouths, I was like, whoa, right there. That is not something we say because that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so... It helps, I think, to have those conversations, even when you think they can't possibly understand. But how are they going to understand unless you start that, like, right away? Hey, we don't say that. Right. And because you said that, you can stand here for one minute. I set a lot of timers. I haven't set a lot of timers. Mm. Like, I'm going to, one minute, and when it goes off, you're all good. We're done. Let's do something else. But, like, there does have, there has to be a consequence, but it has to be age-appropriate. The mm-hmm. childish behavior is excused because you're a child, but right. like bad behavior or things we've talked about or repeat offenses, that's not going to happen again. Or you're not allowed to do that. That's really I don't good. know. That's no, so good. that's good. It's so hard. Full of wisdom. That's amazing. I feel like I just learned so well, much. Me too. I like want to, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so once a week on Thursdays, we'll have Emily here sharing. <laughs> oh my gosh no truly that was so good all of that I feel very um inspired I also was wondering this has just popped into my head too because Silas is your oldest Murphy's my oldest and I just feel like sometimes I'm harder on him do you think that's true I do I think that I call him the guinea pig I call Silas the guinea pig I'm like it's very obvious that I was 
more strict with him, that I was, mm-hmm. I'm a little harder on him. Um, and I think I see the result of that in that sometimes, but I think he, he's a four on the Enneagram. So he doesn't like to be pin, pinpointed. He doesn't want to be told, you know, right. this is why you're doing this. And I see that now. Like I see that I could have done, not that you should like type your kids, especially when they're little, but if I would have known, okay, that is hard for him to handle when I say, hey, like he does not respond well when he was little. You can't do that because I said so. Like that is some kids maybe do. Yes. But my kids, it's always a conversation. And with Silas, it was a, okay, you can't do that because, and here's why. This is what me and dad have decided. Or, you know, remember we already had this conversation. And so for him, he likes to reason things. And I also like to reason things, but I think I was really hard on him because he was so bright and because he was, you know, he could track with whatever we were doing that I expected a whole lot of him. And that kind of came back to bite me in the butt in middle school because when I wasn't there, like when he was little, I was the PTA president of elementary school. So, you know, (laughs) if he forgot his lunch, I had, you know, I'd bring it over. Well, in middle school, I couldn't like, I didn't know the teachers and I wasn't there all the time. And so he wasn't turning in his homework. And I was like, I would get so mad. Why are you not turning in your homework? I think you did it. He was like, I don't know. And it would be in his backpack, but it, it was just so difficult because I've had such high expectations for him and I didn't let him fail well when he was in elementary school. I should have said, if you didn't bring your lunch, you're going to have to buy lunch. Because he right. did not like school lunch. I really should have let him fail a little bit more instead of like coming at him. Okay, fine. You forgot your lunch. I'll bring it. Fine. You know, and give him a hard time about it. And I, but I will say, I look at him now and during COVID, it was really hard for him. He struggled. He really struggled because that was his senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And, and he floundered with not feeling like he had anything to do. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for him. And, you know, I just realized, I think you guys said this about um, in the first episode about how God loves your kids more than you do. Mm-hmm. And that is really what the Lord has taught me these last few years is, hey, like your job, because I, as a mom, I felt great pressure. I said to Jody, we have failed. Like he doesn't want to get out of the bed and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can cook for him. There's nothing I can buy him. He doesn't want to do anything. And I was like, I was broken over that. Mm. And the Lord said to me, I love him more than you do. I have a plan for his life. And I remember when he was in fifth grade and he came to me and he said, I think that God called me to be in the ministry. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. He's like in fifth grade. Well, now I'm looking at him as a 17 year old laying in the bed and like not wanting to do anything. And I'm like, well, of course he's not going to be in the ministry because he's never going to go to school and he's never going to, you know, what is he going to do with his life? And Mm. the Lord has just continually told me, I love him more than you do. I know what I'm doing. And he started school kind of reluctantly. He was just like, fine, you know, what else am I going to do? And somehow somebody invited him to go on this spring break trip to Clarkston, Georgia, which is like this huge hub for, Um, international people and people groups. It's crazy. So he goes and he came back and I'm not kidding you. Like I saw the old Silas and he was like, he was excited about everything. And then this guy was recruiting for this camp, hands him a donut and says, Hey, I'd love for you to work for our camp. And he, so he calls me, he's like, mom, I think I'm going to work for this summer camp um, this summer. And I was like, Oh, Silas, I don't like, are you sure? You have to like wake up, you have to like be happy, you have to like work hard. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll like it. Well, that's what he's doing now. He's taking a year off and he's recruiting for this ministry. He was the camp pastor this summer. Like I see God like doing so much in his life and it is not because of me. It really is because the Lord reminded me, I know what I'm doing. Like you can't, you can't micromanage every decision they make and you can't, help them they have to sometimes help themselves even when they're little like even when it's like you know they they don't want to go to bed okay well 
you don't, I can't make you go to sleep, but I can say you have to stay in the bed right now. And so even like just letting them figure some of that stuff out themselves is so hard as a mom. But I can tell you right now, and I mean, I'm not at the end, but I'm like, wow, what God is doing in Silas is only something he could have done because I didn't know what to do. And so I just prayed for him. And that is what the Lord has shown me is sometimes as a mom, the best thing you can do is just to continually pray for your kid and say, God, I know you love him more than I do. I know you love her more than I do. Certainly you love her more than I do right now. You know, like, <laughs> like there are, but it's just helped me so much to see that sometimes that is like the most important thing I can do as a mom is to just say, God, they're yours. Yes. And I trust you with, with whatever is going on here. That's so good. But, so much, so much easier said than done, but yeah, that's such a good example. Yeah. I think for all of us of just that you have to truly just let them go sometimes and let them yeah. do what yeah. what they're going to do and, and get, figure it out and they will. And God's going to, and gonna, things are going to be hard and they're going to be sad and, and, or, or with little boys, they're going to be mad. Like that's, What's gonna, what you're going to see between the girls and the boys is the boys are going to be mad. And when they get in middle school, like that anger sometimes turns into tears. And that's so weird, too, because you're like, whoa, wait, why are you crying? <laughs> but and then with the girls, they're so sad and the drama with the friends and, you know, not being invited to something or whatever it is. And that's a great opportunity to say, hey, I know this. This sucks. I'm so sorry that this is happening to you or somebody said that to you, but, but, you know, here's what God says about you or, you know, let's do something that you love to do. I'll take, what do you want to get at Starbucks? You know, whatever. And just kind of like redirect some of that in ways that I'm prepared to do because I've decided beforehand how I'm going to respond. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to meet that emotional, whatever, whatever's going on. I have to be, the the thermostat in the room right like I have to be the one that like if they are getting upset about something I'm gonna stay calm or if they're not doing anything I'm gonna you know I'm gonna light a fire and say hey this is not you know I've got to set the temperature for what is going on and that is it that temperature changes depending on what's going on and how old they are and, and and what those emotions are but that's kind of what I've learned is, okay, I see, like, you know, people say, when mom's not happy, nobody's happy. It's true. Yeah. Because, because they're going to take those emotions and those things that you're, the, the vibe or whatever that you're giving off, they're going to catch it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard because when you're tired, when I'm tired, I'm so grumpy. And so I know you guys have great husbands and I, and I heard you guys talk about self-care and it, it, like what I've realized is I'm a way better person when I've had a nap. I'm just so much nicer. And right. so I do that. I take a quick nap and right. it's, and it, that's what I like to do with some people. Like you said, walking outside, being outside is so important, but you've got to do whatever makes you the best mom because you're the only mom they've got. And there's not another option. You know, like your husband's out of town, you're it for 24 hours a day. That's it. And that's awful. Uh-huh. But you have to, you have to decide beforehand. Okay, when this happens to me, this is how I want to respond. Yeah, uh, but it's not easy. Well, and I like what you said too. It's not just like, it's not brushing their feelings away or saying, "Oh, you'll be fine," yeah. or you know, it's it's right. validating your feelings. This sucks, and this yeah. is hard. And yeah. like, you're right. This is miserable. We should go get Starbucks. Like, you know, it's yeah. not saying none of that matters, but it's saying like, I'm here with you in yeah. it. And I want to feel what you're, I feel what you're feeling and I feel disappointed that you're disappointed. And, you know, just like, I think especially teenage girls and at least in my opinion and experience, we, we need somebody to say like, oh gosh, I hate that for you. And I I feel that, you know, it's like, that's all we want, I think. And so obviously I have an 11 month old girl, but she will be a teenager one day. And I hope that I can validate those feelings and remind you. And for your boys to learn how to deal with that also, like it, it's just real, like Luke is the best big brother. And it's so sweet because he, 
he told me the other day, because I'm telling you, Ada, it, she's a wild card. She was doing something. And he goes, I think I would have been friends with Ada in middle school. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, <laughs> I think so. So like, even when they see like similarities in each other and how to like love each other, it's the, it's the best. It's Ugh. really like, you're like, uh, oh, I want them to be friends so much. And, and mine are like most of the time, Patty and Luke are the closest in age and they also there was a time when I thought they can't be in the same room but oh my gosh him leaving her he went and helped us set up her room it was heartbreaking oh like my he, gosh he loves his sister and and she loves him so it's been I, I know we haven't done everything perfect but I also know that like again like watching your family we talk about it when we talk about families like we saw your family make decisions that prioritize each other. You know, we are going to love each other no matter what. And we're going to um, support each other. You know, I, I, I think I went to like, we all, we packed up the babies and we went to soccer games and watched you guys and, you know, like prioritizing those things, making my kids feel like today everybody loves me, right? Like mm -hmm. that's important too. So I would say too, like birthdays are such a big deal in our family because we have a lot of birthdays. And like and when you guys are all together, you have a lot of birthdays. For sure. But to make people, so I've decided what do we do? Well, I put up a birthday banner and I, you know, cook whatever you want to cook or we go where you want to go. So for Luke's birthday, <laughs> we rode our golf cart over to the Waffle House. So that's what he wanted to do. And now... <laughs> <laughs> and Aiden's birthday is this week, and so she wants to go to the Waffle House. And I'm like, okay, fine. So, you know, finding those things that make them be able to look back and say, my family loved me. And, you know, maybe I didn't love everything about it. Like, we didn't do Santa Claus. There's no kids listening to this. We didn't do Santa Claus. And I'm fine with that because I'm such a truth teller that I was like, <laughs> You five I, couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the factual piece. Couldn't, couldn't handle it. I'm like, I can't tell them. Plus, I want the credit. I bought all these presents, you know? But Hattie told me recently, I'm doing Santa with my family. I can't believe you guys didn't do it. And I'm like, well, that's cool, Hattie. I'll do Santa with you guys. I mean, it's fine. But, you know, they're not going to love everything. And that's okay. But, mm -hmm. like, we've had to see what are decisions that we want to make for our family that we will look back on and be proud about. And so that's kind of how we've looked at some of the things we've done. And Jody has helped me so much because he just, he, things don't upset him the way that things upset me. So he's like, Hey, that doesn't matter. But then some things do matter. You know, right. like, <laughs> what, what matters? <laughs> like, yeah, I what matters say... is everybody's sleeping here tonight. And if you're not here, we are coming to find you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because you're just talking about how, like, grumpy you are, or just, like, how, I don't oh. know, even, and I'm just, like, I always just see you as such a laid-back person. I guess that's Jody balancing you out, but you guys always just it seem is. so laid-back and so fun, and I just, I don't know, I just love that, that you're actually oh, kind of opposites, is, but. We really are, but he is, if I were married to someone else, I don't think I would be as laid-back as I, I mean, I am, because. I also like, if you, you do you, I am totally fine with that. Like I decided a long time ago, hair doesn't matter. Piercings don't really matter. Cause you can change your mind about that. You know, like stuff like, you know, if you uh, I never care what my kids wear. I mean, I want them to wear clothes when they walk out. Now Luke like walks around with no shirt on all the time. I'm like, Hey, 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 nobody <laughs> wants to see all that. Put your clothes on. But like, so when we leave the house, please wear clothes. But, Whatever you want to wear is fine. So Luke and Hattie love to thrift and they have such a funny style. It's not what I would choose, but I'm also like, I don't care. Right. And so I just have realized there are things that matter. Those things are how we treat one another and how we have people in our home and how we, you know, work hard and, and do what we've got to do. But what we wear and, you know, whatever, the, what type of music we listen to, Luke, Luke really likes everything. But the other day he said, I don't know why they don't sing Johnny Cash songs at church. And I said, <laughs> I know exactly why they don't. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but I think it's like, so pick your battles. This. It's like, what's worth, the, yes. what's worth the fight because what you wear isn't. Yep. And what you want, you want no. your nose pierced. It's not worth the yep. battle. What bathing suit you want to wear. Not. I mean, it's just, 
Yeah, I think yep. that's so true. Then our and parents, your parents were that way. Did that well. Yes, yes our parents they did that well. Have definitely yes. been very good about making, you know, like you said, what matters and what really doesn't, and what in the grand yes. scheme, this isn't that big of a deal. They're very good at that. Right. Exactly. Your parents, and I learned a lot watching them do that. So that helped me because I thought, yeah, okay, like I remember you guys. Uh, you guys were on MySpace when MySpace first came out. And I was like, <laughs> oh gosh, like what, what is this? And how do they know? But I watched your parents kind of let you guys navigate that. And, and it helped me realize, okay, my choice for my kids is we do let our kids have cell phones when they go to middle school. And now I'm not going to let them join social media until they're 13 because we're not going to check the box and lie about that. It says you got to be 13. So that's not my rule, but <laughs> But also, like, I'm not going to tell my kids, like, I'm not, I don't want them to be those kids that don't know, and then they get out of my house, and they go crazy because they didn't experience it in a safe place. Right. Mm-hmm. And or your doing parents, things behind your, your back. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that with so my parents, when I look back, like, their free, the freedoms that they did give us made us mm-hmm. be more honest with them because we weren't, right. like, we had friends who were doing all these things behind their parents' back, and we were like, oh, well, we're actually just our parents know we're doing this or, you know, with the, like me getting my nose pierced when I was like 14 and all that stuff. Like it was just like, my dad took me instead of me trying to pierce it myself on the weekend with my friends. Like, (laughs) and then I got over it. Uh, Like I had it for less than a year and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'll take it out. Like it was just no Uh, big deal. And I think that was part of their parenting strategy, which we didn't know it was a strategy at the time, but it was definitely like, Oh, you guys, Oh, you, you're going to have a boyfriend who, Oh, who's your crush. (laughs) And it wasn't like, you can't date boys until you're 16. And then, you know, exactly. we're sneaking with boys. We were just allowed to yep. have boyfriends and we just didn't even really care. And then you know? we all laugh about them later. Like, yes. oh, that was a funny choice you made there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Jody's made fun of us on numerous occasions about people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Oh. But it is like it. it is like your stages and your seasons. They, they're different, but they do build on each other. And so, like, while your kids are little. You, I, I think you talk about stuff like we we use all the body part words like and we did from the beginning. So nobody was making up silly songs with funny words because <laughs> the, the anatomical words, I won't say because some people don't want to hear it. Those don't fit in songs really well. And so like <laughs> we just we just decided we're just going to lay it all out there in appropriate ways. And sure. and it worked. It worked for us. And I don't know. I mean, again, we're not, we're not there. And we still, I mean, starting middle school again, one, one last time, which <laughs> is, is awful. It's, and middle schoolers are so annoying. And I've forgotten because I was like, oh my gosh, so <laughs> annoying. But it's also so sweet. And it's so important because I want her to come in the car and tell me about all the stuff. I don't want her, like you said, to do things behind my back or to feel like, my mom can't listen to this stuff. Right. She can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> right. So yeah. I love that. All right. Well, we have one um, fun question for you. I feel like we can wrap it up with one question. And my fun okay. question is, is there anything lately that you've been loving, loving, like a hobby, a recipe, any kind of fun stuff y'all been doing mm. lately? Uh, okay. Probably this is so silly, but the thing I love the most right now is this, Amazon Echo Show that I got and it's like a little <laughs> like a looks like a TV screen that I have in the kitchen and I love it so much because it's basically like a family hub so I can say to it hey Alexa put milk on the grocery list and I can say um, you know Ada has an appointment and, and it tells us these things but also like tonight I can be like oh do you guys remember that YouTube video no we don't remember it and I pulled it up and we all just stood there and watched this YouTube video. So to me, it's been something so fun for our family to be able to like connect us literally like with appointments and lists and things like that. But also like fun, like we're playing music in the kitchen and we're um, like able to use that as something that, you know, oh, have you seen this funny thing? And so I am absolutely loving the Amazon Echo Show right now. It's called Echo, Echo Show. Echo Show, I yeah, guess, because it's like an actual screen. Oh, yeah, I want that. Um, now, that there's, there's cool. little ones, but this is the big one. So I've mounted it or I had Jody mounted on the wall. He doesn't let me put holes in the wall because <laughs> I also don't care where the holes are. And he's like, no, that matters. 
So he <laughs> mounted it on the wall, and it is, it's so fun. And I can set a timer. I, I still love timers. So I'll be like, um, you know, I set the timer when I'm cooking, and then it tells me when it's done. It just does everything. It's so cool. That's, That's really cool. cool. I love that. Um, okay. I just thought of one more thing I wanted to ask you. I feel like you're, I know this about you. I don't feel like it. I, I know you're an amazing cook and you love to cook and you're, you know, do all kinds of things. When, how did you, or how do you like find the time? And are you all like, is every night like an amazing recipe or is it like once a week I try something new or like, how do you know what I'm saying? Cause I want to be yes. that. Okay. I want to make good things, cool things. I want to have recipes where my kids are like, Oh, my mom makes the best blank. But yes. I also, I'm like, yep, we're having tacos again. And you're going to like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So two things I was, I forgot. I was going to tell you guys this. Like a lot of times when my kids were little and they were taking those longer naps or like they would sit and watch a whole movie or something. That's when I would use sometimes to at least decide what am I going to make for dinner? Um, because, I hate when it gets to like close to dinner and you're like, shoot, what? I don't have everything Uh I need or whatever. So I would use nap times a lot of times to at least chop up the onion or whatever. So I could have it ready to go. Um, But the other, when my kids were little, when they were started school, I had, um, so I could do this on my Amazon Echo show now, but I had like a chalkboard (laughs) and I would write down what we were doing for, okay, for breakfast, I would have like the same thing. Like, I forget what it was. Like, Mondays would be, I know Fridays was cereal. And Thursdays was, like, some type of, like, bagel or toast. And I think Wednesdays we did some type of egg. So it was something kind of predictable, but it left room for me to decide how was I going to cook the eggs, okay? So that was when they were going to school. Then they all, they don't like breakfast anymore, so they just, they like Pop-Tarts or whatever. So, So I don't do that anymore. But when they were little, I would do that for breakfast and for dinner. And so for dinner, what a lot of times I would do is decide for the week, um, yeah, like I'm going to do tacos, I'm going to do um, spaghetti. I did some, I still do things that I are just easy and I know how to do it. Right. But I also am a very off the cuff kind of cook. And so like tonight I had like a pork loin and I threw it in the, in the oven and then Instapot. Oh my gosh, do you guys have an Instant Pot? Yes, yes. we love it. And an air fryer, both things best. We, we can't live without. Yes, you cannot live without either one of those. So I did <laughs> rice, because Millie loves rice, so rice in the Instant Pot, and then Brussels sprouts. I was going to do them in the air fryer, but I ended up doing them on the stove. And I just like, I don't know, I do love to cook, but I also love to look up recipes. I think you can do so much with garlic and onion. I don't know. I learned a lot in Africa. You just yeah, saute you garlic to. and throw what you had to throw whatever veggies you want in there. Um, but now that Millie's a vegetarian, I have to do a lot of separate things. Um, but I do love, Oh, I love recipes. I love, I love looking at recipes on TikTok. Do you ever do that? I don't have Those TikTok. I feel like I'm behind because of that. I just always watch the reels that are later. Like this was on TikTok oh, and yeah. now this week it's on Instagram. So now I see it. They're the same. <laughs> but just look up. I like recipes on there. Cause those are always pretty fun. I do try new recipes. Yes, I'm very experimental, but I do. I love to cook because I feel like for me, it's just a control thing. I know what my family's eating and I love that. Like I, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love, I love knowing the ingredients that they're eating and they don't love it as much as I do, but it's okay. It's, yeah. I tell them that's what I like to do. Yeah, I want to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like now that I'm a stay-at-home mom, that's like part of it. Like I'm supposed to make amazing food and I'm supposed to have like fresh bread waiting. No. And, <laughs> no. You know, it's like for find some those, reason. Find those that. few things. No, yeah. get those few things that you do well or that everybody likes and make that like do those things. I don't know. I think that that's more important of them saying, oh, yeah, like we always had spaghetti. So what? I don't care. Like, <laughs> Yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> um, I I do. I stopped baking a lot when I was working, but then now that I'm home, I've been baking again. So I made banana bread this week, and Luke was so happy. And then I have this friend <laughs> who has an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe, and so I asked her for it, and I made them, and they were terrible. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I have literally failed. And I was sending her a text back to say, Rachel. 
I don't know what I did to these cookies. I said, when I put the baking powder in, and then I went, oh my gosh, it was baking soda. I soda. Was cookies are always soda. Emily. I'm oh my gosh. So I made them again, and they were so good. But like, that's I so still, funny. I do experiment a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so good. I'm just so happy to talk to you. And I feel like this has been such a great conversation. And honestly, I could just listen to you talk for days. I just love well, you I'm so much. Well, I'm super proud of you guys. And I love watching you guys be moms and, and wives and love Jesus. And um, I, I'm going to share your podcast. I already told a couple of my friends. I think that what you're doing is helpful. Like you guys need each other. And it's, you're, you're providing that for a lot of people. So I'm super proud of you guys. Thank you so Thanks, much, Emily. Emily. <laughs> we truly are so grateful that you came on and for everything that you shared. We love you. We love your whole family. Well, I love you guys too. And thanks for having me on. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.